Hello, Potikumens, and welcome to another episode of the Potikesis Podcast, a podcast about what Christians believe and why it matters. I'm Brett Maddox, and once again, we're joined by your very best friends, Alan Kaysen and Jim Morrow. How you guys doing? I am doing fantastic, rastic, awesome. Wow. Wow. Yes. Wow. That's is that amazing. Like, it's like is that that like the original Greek of good? Exactly. It's actually <laughs> yes. it goes all the way back to Latin. Latin. Thank oh, you very oh, much. Oh, oh, okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm going to be doing a lot better once I fulfill a Christian duty on air to the two of you and our entire community. The Bible says, "Confess your sins before one another," and I'm going to confess. Okay. That I have enjoyed playing wordle very nice but i have not been posting my scores on twitter yeah good on you by the way i feel so much better (laughs) (laughs) thank you there you go i'm gonna be straight up honest with you guys uh because this is all about not lying um i had no idea what all these little puzzles were showing up on twitter i had no idea i was like what is it's called word word wordle and um and now I may have a problem. Uh, I'm telling you. Now, look, here's what I like. At first, I didn't like that you could only play one a day because mobile and computer games are for addictive personalities. Yeah. Exactly. Except that's the reason it's awesome. Yes. That's true. Absolutely. Just once per day. So Absolutely. I probably no should there's a Wordle Unlimited. What? Exactly. Okay, I, let's move on. Uh, what's the question <laughs> what? for today? I hope you're not bearing false witness. I am not bearing false witness. I mean, you know, there are false apps on the App Store. From what I've been told, the the original, like the the legit one, is the one that you can just go to online. So, well, there you go. Well, welcome to the Wordle Podcast, the podcast about what <laughs> wordles, wordles are and why they matter. Wordle, wordle. Um, anyway, Sound like uh, Squirtle the turtle. <laughs> We have By the way, looking off. back, this podcast will be absolutely dated. <laughs> yeah, well, absolutely. In about two weeks. Hey, by the way, yeah. you were saying that about Twitter, seeing all these. Tw- that's what Twitter does, man. You'll see stuff so cryptic. People are just will be responding to something. You're like, what is this response to? Like, yes. Yeah. Yeah. I have personal issues with Twitter. That's right. my, I, call, I call that segment of our podcast, Old Man Talks About Twitter. <laughs> What is this newfangled social media and these ticks and toxin and Facebook? My, and what are these tweets and these tweeting? Uh, <laughs> he's on the face page. Get off all my time. MySpace lawn. All right, so MySpace. <laughs> Let's move on quickly. <laughs> wow. All right. Anyway, hit us up on social media at Podikesis is where you can find us. Not on MySpace, by the way, or Zanga, <laughs> or GeoCities. Um, Hit uh, at Podikis is where you find us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And uh, you can all, as always, you can leave us a voicemail. Um, our number for that is 404-635-6679. Or email us any questions or comments you have about an episode. Questions at Podikesis.com. All right, guys, we are going to go ahead and just hit the catechism, and we're going to get into the ninth commandment. We've only got one more to go after today. Oh one more to go. And so, um, Alan? Um, which, which is the ninth commandment? The ninth commandment is you shall not bear false witness against your neighbor. Mm. All right. All That's right. Exodus 20, 16, by the way. Okay. All right. 
And so if that's the commandment, what's required in that commandment? The ninth commandment requires the maintaining and promoting of truth between man and man and of our own and our neighbor's good name, especially in witness bearing. Yeah. You know, what's interesting is we're going to see uh, this idea of the name, of a good name. Um, it's an interesting piece. I've always been told, you know, you want to you want to have integrity because it's about the name. It's about your name. Remember well, my name, uh, just just while we're at it, my name means handsome. So uh, <laughs> just want to just want to throw that out there. In which uh, language? I don't like. <laughs> I, which is perfect for podcasting. So, <laughs> Alan, I think. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> Alan, I think you're bearing false witness. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. Google Let's, it. Google no, it. <laughs> but your name is not really Alan. Oh. <laughs> so, um, correct. Oh. So we'll just leave it at uh, that. No, my name, and you no, can take that up correct. to the Lord. My name is Alan. I just also have another name as well. <laughs> <laughs> and Gordon, Gordon, it means hey, not. Hey, Brett, Brett, it means, Brett, it means Brett, not, Brett, not. Move on. Move on. <laughs> Oh, hey, guys. Welcome to our new segment where uh, we give out our social security numbers as well. Are you ready? Yes, Brett, let's you go. Start. <laughs> All right, let All me right. go. Alan, right. what is forbidden in the Ninth Commandment? Well, the Ninth Commandment forbids whatsoever is prejudicial to truth or injurious to our own neighbor's good name, mm. which also includes uh, revealing people's names that they don't want to be revealed. <laughs> <laughs> Mm. That's not in the catechism. <laughs> mm. All well, right. Listen, let's we're just living at... this faith out in real time with you all, folks. I mean, that's what we're doing here. That's what we're doing here. All right. Well, we're going to go to uh, a passage that doesn't get preached or taught very much in uh, a couple of passages that don't get preached or taught very much in the church these days. First one will be Zechariah. Yeah, it's great. Uh, just a verse to pull out, Zechariah chapter 8. Uh, verse 16 here. This is Zechariah sharing the words of the Lord Almighty. He says, these are the things you are to do. Speak the truth to each other and render true and sound judgment in your courts. Mm. True. Mm. You know, I mean, it, it makes sense, speak the truth, but what is truth is so important to the faith. And it's not just simply that we believe the right things, People get pretty mixed up about that. Christians, I don't know if you know this or not, Christians can fight with each other a lot no. about truth and doctrine. No. But when we think about truth in the in the sphere of God, God is truth. And he is the the plumb line of what is right and good and true. And so we're told to speak truth. And that is a deep honor to God. It it does not deviate from anything that is not true be it lie or, or whatever, is, is really bending the view of God for other people. It's, it's putting out of our mouth something that is bent. Mm. Um, so it's a beautiful word. Speak the truth in between each other and in the courts. Mm -hmm. That's good. I, um, I, I've got the Third John passage. Now, Third John's just one chapter long, so it's Third John, verse 12. Um, and I'm, actually, I'm going to read uh, starting at verse 11 here, because I think it, the context is important. Um, John writes, Dear friend, do not in imitate 
what is evil but what is good. Anyone who does what is good is from God. Anyone who does what is evil has not seen God. Demetrius is well spoken of by everyone and even by the truth itself. We also speak well of him, and you know that our testimony is true. And I just love this kind of personal testimony about a guy named Demetrius who has a reputation for being a person of truth, that truth itself speaks well of of him. And I, I love that kind of almost uh, anthropomorphizing truth to yeah. um, to um, as a as a something that is good in this in, integral in this guy Demetrius's life. Yeah, I also like that the writer of John shows us what it looks like to bear good witness mm. uh, about a person's character. Oh yeah, Skip, yeah, very much. Hey, so. Yeah, we think about this. Um, and you, you, you might see this more in your life than I do, because we all have our, our foibles and such. Wouldn't it be a good thing to go out of our way to speak truth about the reputations of people to lift them up, hmm. to go out of our way and say, by the way, Brett and Alan are not just my friends. Alan's also extremely handsome, <laughs> no, <I'm sorry. laughs> but no, it's but true. seriously, to, to go out of your way, to bear good witness for your neighbor would be a beautiful thing yeah absolutely not just when it's required of you or when you have to write a reference letter oh interesting all right let's move on okay so uh alan what you got what do i got i Mm -hmm. got leviticus uh, 19 verse 16 it just simply states do not go about spreading slander among your people Hmm. um you this is Leviticus, the book of the law, and th- this is in a list of just various, just sort of various laws, not specific, um, not specific areas, but just these, these not just not necessarily random, but various laws. Anyways, um, so I guess with gossip, gossip would be part of this, right? You oh, know, yeah. Um, yeah, if you, so. um, and gossip is usually, um, second or third hand right and we're just passing it along and um it's usually not good yeah um um and so you know we're we're not to we're not to gossip slander um one another um again promote we're we're to promote truth and to lift up each other so this this is one of those uh commandments that we know it's there you know some t- some translations will say you shall not lie, but this whole bear false witness, I think, is a kind of a deeper meaning behind it. Um, uh, this is one that we know it's there. We know that it's not good to do, but we sure do give a lot of leeway on this in our society, right? I mean, even even me. I mean, I, I'm 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 very quick to talk about people. So um, gossip bearing false wit or you know talking bad about people not lifting people up not thinking about the good of a person uh, that's very easy for us to do and i wonder if this has any connection all the way back to if i'm just going to go all the way back to genesis chapter 3 hmm. the fall of humanity if you notice what happens when um god confronts adam and eve right and says, what is this thing that you have done? Have you eaten of this tree? Have you eaten she of this tree? She did it. She gave it to me. <laughs> yeah, well, what, what the, so he says, the woman you gave me. 
So he blames his God. He blames the woman. He blames Eve. And then Eve says, well, the serpent beguiled me. And there's just this kind of blame game that is going on that I think also plays in part in this as well, right? Like, so we're not taking ownership of our own issues. We're blaming others. We're looking at the, you know, at the speck in their eye and, and, and not paying attention to the log in our own. We're, 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 we're projecting on them more evil or bad or whatever it is when we're not looking at the issue in our own life. I don't know if that's a connection that's necessary. maybe I I'm just that was a connection in my head that I was thinking about well, as we started it, this out. Uh, I think I think you can make the argument that evasions in you know well appropriate questions evading appropriate responsibility is uh, is dishonest. Yeah. I mean, there are things that you're not required to talk about. If somebody walks up to you and asks you about things that are your personal business, that's not required. You know, I mean, you don't have to do that. Right. Um, so redirection is not a big deal, but I mean, this is somebody, these are, this is Adam and Eve facing God. Right. Um, you can find the same thing if you're talking to somebody that you're responsible to or for as well. Um, evasion's not fully honest and it's worth considering. Yeah. Considering that, you know, you talked about, uh, we're talking about gossip, you know, I've heard somebody define that gossip is talking about somebody to somebody who can't do anything about it. Hmm. Um, or who's not involved in the situation. So sometimes that gossip or talking about people comes up, and I'm just thinking about it in my own life, when there's some kind of tension I feel about what's happening with somebody else. Um, maybe I'm overexcited about something they've done right or wrong, or maybe there's a jealousy, or maybe there's a, uh, some sense of aghastness. That's not even a word. Um, sometimes I wonder if we didn't open our mouth and thought about before we spoke it out loud. Cause it feels good. It feels good. Get it out there. Mm-hmm. Um, if we could consider what it is, that's got us riled up about it, that there might be some, a place for spiritual fruit to grow there, uh, to take that to the Lord. So gossip not only hurts, it hurts other people and it short circuits people's spiritual growth. Mm-hmm. So, um, this is a big deal, I think. Like, it, the, the the catechism will put it out there as a big deal, promoting truth between person and person, good names, witness-bearing, um, forbidding uh, prejudi- something that is, things that are prejudicial to the truth itself or injurious of our neighbor's own good. Mm-hmm. So thinking of our neighbor. Um, so as we were reading those scriptures, you know, do y'all remember <clears throat> when you were a, qui- a, a kid— uh, or growing up in the church, there was a song that was sung about liars. Do y'all remember the song? I don't remember. Liar, liar, uh, pants on fire. No, uh, it was a Christian. It was not a Christian song, but it was. I mean, it was anyway. Revelation, Revelation, Revelation. Twenty-one eight, twenty-one eight. Liars go to hell. Liars go to hell. Oh, oh burn, 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 burn. Oh, what a song for children. I know. Well, I say children. Burn. It was. It was mainly high high schoolers there, but and so you know, tongue in cheek. It was you know very inappropriate for but still was coming out of Revelation 21.8. And as we were starting this off, I thought of this passage. So I'm going to read this passage from Revelation 21, if that is good with the, um, with the people. This is from Revelation 21. I'm going to start at verse 6. And he said to me, it's, it is done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. To the thirsty I will give water without cost from the spring of the water of life. Those who are victorious with, will inherit all this, and I will be their God, and they will be my children." But the cowardly, the unbelieving, the vile, 
the murderers, the sexually immoral, those who practice magic, uh, magic arts, the idolaters, and all liars. They will be consigned to the fiery lake of burning sulfur. This is the second death. Um, now, notwithstanding questions of what is the second death and, and all this kind of the imagery that is being used there, the fiery lake or whatever, uh, the, the that list that comes up um, is an interesting list that includes all liars. Like truth is very, very important, at least. And, uh, and so that's what I take out of this is that truth, truth speaking, is very, very important. And so I yeah. do think with the question of does this commandment matter today, it absolutely matters today. Um, especially with how kind of loosey-goosey we play with issues of truth and truth speaking and, 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 and the like. Well, I've got three things on my mind, and I don't have to take them all at once. One, we celebrate sometimes when people don't tell the truth. Mm. Um, when you think of the political class, the people who are involved in politics, we expect them not to tell the truth. In fact, a good answer is one that might evade truth and therefore not cause us to have any kind of social ramifications. And so that's all over the place. And if that's at the top, the political leaders are kind of at the top of our society in terms of just the civil world. Um, if we celebrate that at the top and encourage that at the top, and it trickles down. You also have a second idea, which goes right in line with Pontius Pilate. When Jesus says, everyone who uh, is on the side of truth listens to me, and Pilate says, classically, what is truth? Um, so we, we also have a, a time where we uh, maybe feel compelled to define our own truth or to make a metaverse of truths. Um, metaverse. <laughs> metaverse. I'm just dropping it. Thanks. Just dropping uh, it. A spider-verse of truths. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, but Jesus says, all who are on the side of the truth, listen to me. And that's kind of a big deal. Yeah. Uh, the, la the last thing that's on my mind about truth telling is why it's so important. I think about um, the many people who have been um, abused by uh, in churches by church leaders. Mm -hmm. I think I've talked about before a book called A Church Called Tov. It's spelled mm -hmm. T-O-V, a Hebrew um, spelling of the word Tov, um, kind of talks through the issues of goodness and the necessity for goodness in churches and helping people have been abused. What we find a lot of times is that people will shade truth, will neglect truth uh, for self-protection at the expense of other people. Mm -hmm. um, truth hurts sometimes, especially when it involves confession or shining light on things that are dark, mm -hmm. but truth is vitally important um, and for example, in places like that, it's better for us to tell the truth than it is to try to protect the world from the truth. Ooh. Um, it's better Ooh. for us to tell the truth. So you're thinking about these instances of sexual abuse in churches. Um, one of the classic things you'll see is governing bodies, not just individuals, but governing bodies, working out their fear and anxiety to quote, protect the church by not hearing the truth of people are telling the truth about what might happen or even seeking the truth yeah, 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 yeah. about something that might have gone on. Yeah. Um, and it's not protecting the church really, it's protecting ourselves. Right. And we just say that God's a big, a, a 
big person he can handle himself. Yeah. Um, so truth matters because without truth, people really get crushed under fictions. Um, they get burned by the gaslight and all of those things. Well, I think um, it's like, you know, we're all parents. So um, when our child gets in trouble or does something they're not supposed to do, um, what is their tendency to do is to, is to, is to hide it. Right. Yeah. And to not tell us the truth. And then, so they will, they will then lie to us, right. About what they did. So what am I more upset about? I'm more upset about the, the fact they lied to me mm. than the actual thing that they did wrong. Right. Right. Um, I mean, it may, it may depend on what they actually did, but, um, like it, I am much more forgiving and understanding when you reveal the truth to me yeah. versus uh, hide the, the, the truth or, or tell a lie. Right. Um, and so, that, you know, what does Jesus say? Truth sets you free, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and um, I think, I mean, it does in more ways than, than one. You know, um, I've, I've told my son Eli that a lot, that no matter what, you know, the ultimate thing is don't lie to me. Just tell me the truth. Um, and so, um, he really, I think he gets that now and, um, you know, going into his, starting his preteen years, um, that's going to be an important piece of our communication with each other. Um, so interestingly, I think I keep thinking back to a particular verse that makes me wonder if truth matters because not because truth is truth in and of itself. But that truth matters because it's a reflection on the character of God. So mm-hmm. um, what does Jesus say in John 14? I am the way, the truth, and the life. That truth itself is a reflection on the character of God, on who Jesus is. And so that's why it matters. Um, that lying in itself is maybe sort of like an act of idolatry or, or something to that sense where it's pulling us away from... Um, seeing the image of God, or this, the the being in, um, you know, doing being part of His character, who He is. Um, so um, it's an interesting thing to think about that truth is important, not just because of truth that for truth's sake, but because it's a reflection on the character of God. If that makes sense. So uh, Wesley has some words to say about this. I think it's important, and he I think he does a good good job with this. So um, he. Uh, for thou shalt not bear false witness. This is what he says about it. He says, This commandment forbids speaking falsely in any matter, lying, equivocating, and any way devising and designing to deceive our neighbor. Mm. This really is like about the other person, isn't it? Like, this is not a, uh, this commandment is about our relationship with the other, the other person. Um, anyway, number two, speaking unjustly against our neighbor to the prejudice of his reputation. Wesley really needs to stop stepping on my toes on that. And three, which is the highest offense of both of these kinds put together, bearing false witness against him, laying to his charge things that he knows not, either upon oath, by which the third commandment, the sixth commandment, or eighth, as well as this, are broken or in common converse, slandering, backbiting, tail-bearing, um, which is funny, um, aggravating what is done amiss. 
and in any way endeavoring to raise our own reputation upon the ruin of our neighbors. And mm. I just need to leave this conversation <laughs> right now because I suck. <laughs> <laughs> this is just such a good, just a good snapshot of, of what this includes. And and I, I love how as we explore, we find that it means more than just don't tell a lie. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know, uh, manipulation would break this commandment. Ooh, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. When you try to even subtly, um, but uh, some some sort some forms of persuasion are manipulative in that way too. Yeah. Uh, when you know that you're inviting somebody into something they're not truly agreeing to, mm. um, he talked about not aggravating what is done amiss, meaning that hey, look, something's gone wrong. We don't need to. You really dig into it and pass it around. There's a lot of good stuff here. Don't elevate your own reputation above your neighbors. Ouch. Yes. <laughs> or at at the upon the ruin of your neighbors. Yeah. Well, there ah. go there goes TV, internet. Yeah. <laughs> well, but I mean, in that uh, in the part of gossip, usually we're in 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 bearing false witnesses. The whole idea that we we take somebody else's we we take somebody else a peg down so that we mm. can feel better about ourselves um it's um it's it, you know you somebody said it just the looking at this you know the speck in their eye versus ignoring the log in our own eyes mm-hmm. um so usually we're trying to trying to knock them down so that we can feel better about ourselves or or um, get a better reputation um, with others. And I, I liked how Wesley, even in this, he was like, doing this, like breaking this commandment is also breaking the third commandment, which is, um, uh, uh, oh, crud, I just had it in my head. The name, of not, not taking the Lord's name in vain. Um, uh, breaking the sixth commandment, murder. Is that right? Was sixth commandment? Yeah, sixth commandment was uh, no, uh, do not kill. Um, breaking the eighth commandment, which was the adultery, and then uh, was uh, no stealing. Right, like that's mm. the one we just did. As if you were stealing reputation from someone else. Yeah, and this one is broken. So in doing this, Wesley is saying you're breaking four of the commandments just doing this. Yeah. And interestingly, this is the only commandment that he does that with. Like this, it, I mean, he is tying this commandment to all of those commandments, and uh, it's interesting, very interesting when you think about it in those in those terms. Um, man, um, I, what about I was, a, what about? A, go ahead, go ahead. Well, I was going to say I was going to go back to another uh, kind of piggybacking on this. One of my favorite passages of scripture is that beautiful Christ hymn in Philippians chapter two. Mm-hmm. Um, and leading into that Christ hymn, um, Paul will say, do nothing out of selfish conceit, do nothing out of, uh, but have the mind of Jesus. Um, and so um, who, uh, you know, how does, in, in fact, how does Paul write it? He says, um, let's see, if Being any... equal with God did not consider that equality something to be exploited... For his own so, advantage, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, rather in humility, value above others above yourselves, not looking to your own interest which this breaking this commandment does right this breaking this commandment put, uh, elevates our own interest over other people's um but each of you to the interest of others so have this mind the mind of Christ in you so um interesting all right uh, what you, what did you have jim that 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 
passage just was playing in my head um, as we were getting into this. What about a little white lie? Well, <laughs> it's a big or, deal. Is it a big deal? Just a little. I mean, anybody would do it. A is white it like lie a, is still a lie, right? Isn't it like a gateway? Let's, into... let's not get all this. It's the marijuana of lies. It's a gateway <laughs> drug. Um, <laughs> are there? Inst- let me let me ask you this: Are there instances where uh, lying can be justified? So I was going to bring this up. So um, in um, you know the philosopher Kant, Manuel Kant, had these categorical categorical imperatives, and one of them was lying was wrong across the board. That's uh, really um, reducing that argument, uh, but too much, but anyway, basic to that point. Um, so let's just give an example, right? Um, it was just in the news just recently that um, about Anne Frank, um, the diary of Anne Frank, and uh, they might they think they have found the people who turned them in and, and all this stuff. So let's just kind of use that as an example. So since it's wow. sort of contemporary to heavy, yeah. yeah. Um, <clears throat> let's say you knew exactly where that family was hiding. You were hiding them, and the not Nazi SS soldiers come up and say, "Hey, are there any Jews in your attic?" And you say, "No, they're not." Is that a justifiable lie? Mm. Is that a justifiable lie? I would say I'd do it. Yes, <laughs> I would say yes because you're taking the interest of the other more highly. Uh, than well, yeah. Aren't we? Aren't we? Because aren't we sort of back at the the murder commandment? Yeah. And mm-hmm. um, we, you know, justification for defense um, and so forth. You're not giving uh, that lie for your own gain for your own for your own. <clears throat> well, you're, you're also not offering it to some to somebody that has. You know, there's just not good intentions there. See, this is where this is where it gets complex. That's why Christian ethics are difficult. Yeah, um, that's a great example. <clears throat> I would say that I would still say, God forgive me for lying, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but I'm thankful that I can protect these people. Yeah, yeah. I think it's like fair. that idea. Like it's probably like if you had. Well, oh, so here's the deal, and I, I wish I could remember the ethicist that was doing this. You have you have it's a double bind. You have no good choice, so you make the best bad choice. Mm-hmm. Um, By the way, ethics are fine. Is that what we do in elections? <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry, just, just it was there, it had to be spoken. The midterms are this year, so well, that's also that's also what you do at Applebee's. <laughs> Although that song is horrible. I'm sorry. I'm just going to put that out there. That is the epitome. My daughter loves it. I oh hate it. Gosh, yes, I do too. Anyway. Yeah. So the point is that this stuff is, you, you can't summarize it in a, in a brief episode, yeah. but I think what we can do is say that the commandment points us to be the kind of people that maintain, promote, celebrate truth between each other, that lift up our neighbor. Um, we refuse to speak falsely <clears throat> to our neighbor mm-hmm. about our neighbor. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially in in grave matters like legal matters, which is part of what's uh, involved here as well, mm-hmm. uh, we we don't want to we don't want to injure people by gossiping and slandering and tale bearing. Mm-hmm. Um, we we believe that truth is beautiful and that the truth is light that shines in the darkness, and the darkness hasn't overcome it, and the light disinfects it. 
That's true. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think that's, I think that's helpful. I, I think it is helpful for us to, uh, and I like how you, you kind of brought this to, to bear. Truth telling is not, um, <clears throat> there, there's a lot to it, right? So mm-hmm. these, um, and so this idea of, um, by the way, we live in a broken fallen world. Of course, there's what? going to be, there's going to be those times when the choices, you're not going to have the binary good choice, bad choice. There are going to be times when it's going to be bad choice, bad choice. I like, I like that if we can just go ahead in our heads and realize that life is not always good and bad. Some, a lot of times I would imagine it is just bad and bad, and we have to kind of navigate through the, that world by the grace of God, through our understanding of Scripture, through the teachings of the historic church. All of that will help guide us through that. And you said prayer and the guidance of the Holy Spirit too, right? Prayer and the guidance of the Holy yeah. Spirit. And so as we, have, as we have this discussion, I do want to um, just kind of tell folks, be careful when you're banding about um, any kind of forcefulness for the sake of truth. Mm-hmm. Um, people will use truth as, the, as an excuse to be a battering ram to others, um, to, say, to say horrible things or to demean other people because of, quote, the truth. Um, you got to have more humility than that. And, um, mm-hmm. you just, you have, a, you have a lot of people that we're really just not giving God a good witness by the way mm-hmm. that we quote, use truth, Amen. um, call everybody liars and assume that everything that we know is absolutely true about this, that, or the other. Um, so you gotta be careful about that. But yeah, I think there's the a way, I think there's a way to, to, to speak truth and to still, um, be a human. Well, it's true, and yeah. to still not lift up your neighbor's name. I mean, I think there's or to to abuse their name, or yeah. to, I think there's a way. The way in which we speak truth is just as important as the truth itself. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm thinking so, about people who are like, well, I just tell it like it is. I'm just right. telling the truth. Well, that may be that may be you may be telling a factual thing, uh, but you may be bearing false witness by by telling it in the wrong spot at the wrong time or to the wrong people. That's that's a good word. Yeah. And and this is where you take in the wider scriptural witness, especially, you know, Jesus talks about in Matthew 25, if I've got to tell, right, if I've got to tell you the truth about something, it's my responsibility to tell you the truth about what is going on between us or what I see about you. Yeah, I just tell it like it is. Um, that's an excuse. That's an excuse you know to be I mean? a like, jerk. Yeah. yeah. Hey. Yeah, I, I hate that. I hate that phrase um, that people use sometimes. Just saying. Just saying. I hate that. Just, <laughs> just saying. Just copping out. <laughs> All right. Well, what All a right. commandment. The truth yeah. is beautiful. I would just invite everybody to reflect on what is true. And then what a great exercise would be to uh, to dig in deeper into your own heart and say, what is true about me? There are things that are in my life, um, things that I say, activities, uh, actions I take, thought patterns that I have. Then I might need to dig in further and say, why are those there? What is true yeah. about me? So that I might be able to replace that with the truer truth of God. Oh, that's um, good. That's good. So well, what a great episode. Oh, was it, that's awesome. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Hey, I am going to put the uh, church called Tove in the show notes. Show notes. Show notes. And uh, that'll be there along with some other links. And one of the links that we're going to be, well, linking up to is spiritandtruth.life, which is a Spirit and Truth Network, because we have a conference coming up on March 17th through the 19th in Dayton, Ohio, the Spirit and Truth Conference. And so if you would like to join the podcast, 
Catechesis guys. We would love to see you there. And you can register at spiritandtruth.life for this conference. And uh, you get $20 off if you enter into the discount box, Podechesis, the name of the podcast. That'd be awesome. Hey, y'all know what the next episode's going to be? We're going to be on the 10th commandment. What? We're going to be talking about jealousy, envy, not being envious of your neighbor's donkey. That's going to be an important piece. Um, Always looking at my neighbor's donkey. I know you are. (laughs) Wow. I know you are, yes. Wow. That's going to be the tagline for this episode, by the way. (laughs) Episode number 47. I'm always looking at my neighbor's donkey. So, Actually, that's going to be when we put your headshot up on the Podakesis website. <laughs> it's going to say, "Handsome Kason." I'm always looking at my neighbor's dog. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> anyway, that might mean that we need to wrap this up. So hit us up on social media at Podakesis is where you can find us I'm on Instagram, on Twitter, and on Facebook. You can also send us an email if you have a comment about this episode. Uh, questions at podakesis.com. Leave us a five-star rating and review on Apple iTunes. And until next time, I'm Brett Maddox. He's Jim. And Alan. And we will talk to y'all later. Bye.